<laughs> that nail is is dead. <laughs> it's alive. Welcome to the Church of Sports. This is the Alamo City Sportscast coming at you from San Antonio, Texas. We're in February. It's going to be 90 degrees today. Jeez, Hope man. everyone's having a fantastic Monday. My name's Mike Jimenez. Joe Garcia producing today's show. We are also streaming live right now on the Alamo City Podcast website. Yes. That's right. Not only can you watch us on YouTube and subscribe on YouTube, but we now have our own website. Joe, tell us all about it. Yeah, we have our own website now. It's called the Alamo City Podcast Network.com. So for you guys, you know, you fellas out there that are on the go, you know, you're working hard, you're doing your thing, you're going to the next job site. You don't have time to listen to the, let's say, the live stream because it's on YouTube. You know, it uses a lot of data. Well, you can just listen to the audio only, connect it to your car, Bluetooth speakers, Bluetooth headphones. Listen to us on the go now. We're going next level when it comes yeah. to this podcast network because not only is it this show, uh, but Rudy Campos Jr. has his show Sweep with Sweep the, the League. League, Generation Duo with Brandon Medina. Fantasy Gods. Fantasy Gods. This is turning into what we wanted last summer. Yeah. Okay. It's starting to take form, take shape. And now we're going to be doing more because now with the website, we have the ability to now ask for press credentials. Oh, yeah. I put in already. So UTSA football. Does Brahma's. that mean I can't tailgate? Uh, if you're going to get litty, you're going to have to stay out. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I'll have to pick and choose my battles yep. when it comes to that. I'll say, Rudy, I'm going to be drunk for these home games. I'll be sober for these. We'll go back and forth when yeah. it comes to it. But this network is starting to blow up. We're about to hit 700 subscribers on YouTube. Like and subscribe and share with your people. Yeah, Share with your people. By the way, we've been talking about what we're going to do when we get to 1,000 subscribers. I would like to have a challenge out there. Um, I have a son with Down syndrome. I posted yeah. a photo of him on Saturday morning doing the hook'em horns because his uncle and grandfather are UT grads. So, you know, we're I'm a t-shirt fan. Yeah. Uh, but March 21st is National Down Syndrome Awareness Day. I'd like to do a thing where we can maybe raise some money, where I will match the donations that the listeners do up to we, a certain dollar amount. We can do that live on air. Yeah, I would love to do. That. I would love to make a donation of two hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred and twenty-five coming from me, one hundred and twenty-five, whether it be in dollars, five nickels and dimes, whatever the case may be. I would love to do that in honor of my son. So let's see if we can make that happen. We can. Maybe we'll use buy us a coffee for that. Buy me a coffee. Yeah. The QR code on the top so right. We have some listeners here already joining us so shout out to you mario cavazos tim gonzalez sith elias he's known as uh does it lord sith elias on twitter my son yeah chris gonzalez good morning good morning nick masterson's in the in the house here i want to do a small crink concrete pad in the backyard for shooting hoops hey hit up our boy yeah chris lehav mcs general contract and i'm going to talk about that a little bit as well so i'm excited about that uh, <laughs> this one was a good one. John Williams. Why is Marquise Morris still on the Spurs? Roster? There's a reason for that. There's a reason. There for actually it. is a reason for that. So we have a lot to get into. I was telling Joe before the show started that I am super amped up for this show. We could do this show for three hours. We have so much material, but we're going to try to squeeze it into 75 to 90 minutes or so. But this is fun. Uh, we'll also get into the fact that uh, I had my pedicure this week, oh. this past weekend. My feet are looking better, man. It's looking better. So we have a lot to get into. So Keldon Johnson, pop benched Keldon. Keldon played only four minutes last night. The highest paid Spur player 
played four minutes last night. There's something wrong with that. Okay. Is there really? I, I know Vassell got his extension and, and is, is going to be making more per year, but I think that kicks in at the end of the year. Keldon Johnson riding the pine yesterday, this deep into his career with the Spurs. And a lot of people on Spurs Twitter are like, you see, Pop is doing a great job coaching. He has to teach him. Oh, my God, dude. It's so asinine hearing from the Pop slurpers, the Pop apologists out there. It is so brutal. What he is doing right now is so bad for the Spurs when it comes to Keldon Johnson that we need to dive into that. Yeah. A deep dive into that. We Just need to. We need to. One minute. Come here. back. I'm repeating audio, but what we're gonna do now. Why don't I go ahead and start a poll for our listeners? Okay, let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it. What do you want me to ask him about Keldon? Uh, is Keldon Johnson part of the Spurs' future? Okay, we'll put a poll up. Very nice. Uh, we'll get into the Spurs as well. Reverting to the bean, that being Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy Sohan. If you look at the stats. They look oddly familiar. <laughs> remember, remember a few weeks ago, people were passing around those uh, those forms saying, "Do you want to do the Jeremy Sohan apology? Do you want to sign your name right here?" Yeah, I sent where, you the form. Where, where are you guys? I'm I didn't sign here. it. I didn't sign it. Where are you guys now? He was one point yesterday and minus wow. twenty one plus minus, missing thirty of his last thirty five three point attempts. Back down to thirty three percent for the year. Where are you guys now? Where yeah, are you guys? Where, where are you Sohan lovers out there? Because you know what? I didn't see shit on social media this weekend from you guys about Sohan. Okay? That's part of it. Okay? Um, Victor Weminyama, the odds of him winning Rookie of the Year and being Defensive Player of the Year have shot up. So we're going to talk about that. RCW Wrestling. Our girl, Carolina Teague. Tuesdays with Teague. CT the Mike Slayer did an amazing job, and I might have fallen in love with one of the wrestlers oh, out there. No. One of the female wrestlers. Let me go ahead and preface is that. Is this going to be the Demon Mike segment? Well, no. Demon Mike is going to be uh, <laughs> later on in the show because uh, instead of a pop culture segment, we're going to do Demon Mike Monday. And I introduced my nephew to the glory that was the Hot for Teacher video. From Van Halen back in the mid '80s. I'm hot for teacher. <laughs> got it bad. I got it bad. I got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Oh God, man. We have to dissect that because that that type of stuff would never happen ever again. So lots getting into the show. Uh, again, you can be part of the show by taking part in our private stream. Again, we're exclusive live on YouTube right now. Like and subscribe. Hit the like button. Matt Larimer reached out saying, "Still love Sohan, and he's better than you'll ever be." You know what? Every NBA player is better than I'll ever be. That's how bad of a take that was, Lerma. Oh, Come at me man. better, baby. Come at me better. They said, Sid says, Mike fell in love with Yokozuna. It's a <laughs> oh, no wrestler, dude. It's a guy. Hey, Jason Garcia watching us all the way from Portland. I can't believe Mike went outside the box and went to an event outside his normal routine. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I went to WWE. Uh, is raw is war whatever that is called yeah uh on, on a monday night i took my daughter last year uh at what was called the at&t center back in the day so it's not that i i wrestling is the kind of thing where i like to watch when i'm there but if you're gonna make me watch it on a monday or do wrestlemania or royal rumble and all that stuff have no desire no desire to watch it on tv none whatsoever but it was pretty cool to see the von erics out there 
the the Gio. kids to Kevin Von Erich, Ross and Marshall Von Erich out there yesterday. So let's get into the Spurs last night. So let's talk about last night. Spurs lose again. Rodeo road trip continues, and the Spurs lost again. Fall into the Utah Jazz, 128-109. to They were getting their asses handed to them early. Uh, Spurs came within single digits, got it to within like eight or nine points late in the game. Uh, but Spurs got blown out 128 to 109. Spurs now 11 and 47 and are doing the death march to the worst record in Spurs fran- franchise history. 51 years. 51 years. And last night, you take a look at the uh, box score. What's the ugliest thing of this box score? Our starting forwards, Champagne and Sohan, combining for three points on one of 11 shooting. A combined 49 minutes, and they had. Three points. Or is it Keldon Johnson who fouled Laurie Markinen on a four-point play and got yanked from the game, only played four minutes, did not attempt one shot. Did not attempt one shot. We got a new chat here from the we Drew have a, Show. We have a super chat, a $5 tip from the Drew Show, saying, insanity, people are defending the coaching staff and players on a team that's going to win less than 16 games. If you do this, it is a terrible take. Drew Show, thank you for helping me dovetail into this conversation because I was thinking about this. The pop apologists were out in full force this past weekend. I mean, full force about pop is doing an amazing job out there. And Wemby says such nice things about him. And look look what he's doing to, to, to Keldon. He's showing that he is still the coach. He is still the man in charge. Do you know what Pop just did? What the Spurs coaching staff just did? They just fucked with this guy's trade value. How stupid are you to be out there and benching this guy when he is your best trade chip? (laughs) And you bench his ass for four minutes and you send signals to the world that he's not doing well this deep into his career. This 24-year-old who's been in the league for years has a good contract, a tradable contract, you are sending signals out to the rest of the NBA world that this guy is just a dude. Your best trade asset, you took a sledgehammer to. You fucking idiots. Well, they said they benched him because he keeps making the same mistakes. And we've all seen the same mistakes. We're 11 and 47 exactly. or whatever it is. <laughs> but we've seen the same mistakes going even back to last season. He does the same mistakes. The coaching staff's getting tired of it they're, everybody i think is just getting heated right now they're in a losing season it's an 80 team 82 game you know haul that you have to get through you know the gamut yeah. of playing 82 games i'm like everybody has a bad night maybe he just wasn't feeling it he's tired of the losing he just said fuck it you know i'm not feeling it and i don't care and the spurs coaching staff just pulls him and benches him and i'm gonna send him a message what yeah. message are you gonna send him he's still in you're going to put him in the next game they play. He's going to probably make the same mistakes. Right. Let him Just let him ball, man. Now, keep in mind, the last two games that Keldon Johnson had played, 18 points on 7 of 12 shooting, 14 points on 5 of 9. Uh, something tells me he was kind of doing his job off the bench. Chris Gonzalez, which is out to us on our YouTube stream, and says, Pop is doing a great job at sucking. <laughs> Roy reaches out to us on our YouTube stream saying, hopefully they fire Brian Wright and that Pop is out the door with him at the end of the season. Again, 
let's think about this. Let's think about this. If you were trying to sell a car or trade in a car to Toyota, would you clean it up or would you take it dirty? Would you take a bat and hit the windshield before taking it over there? I know, man. You want to you at least have it presentable. You want to presentable, clean it up, detail it, inflate the value a little bit? But what did the Spurs do to Keldon Johnson? What was the whole point of playing him just four minutes because he's doing a lot of things that are, you know, that, that are getting bad habits? What were they doing? This guy's been in the league for five seasons. He's played 278 games for the Spurs. Yeah, look at Sith. Shout out to you, Sith Elias. Appreciate the support, man. He says, Mike low-key hates the Spurs. Mike say no, Spurs no. Mike is right about a lot of things. It's just you guys just don't want to deal with it. Like like, like, like the current doing an article the other day on our show, both quoting me and Joe. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, I was at, the level-headed one. <laughs> and at, at the very end, they were like, was Michael right? He was right. And that's the thing. I say things that are unpopular, but it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just means that you guys don't want to hear it. A lot of Spurs fans are pop apologists. They are. And, and and it's it's no different than Jefe from Three Amigos. I'm so here with you, El Wapo. Boom, get shot in the face. That is the thing, man. It's so asinine. And you look at it. The Spurs have one asset to trade, right? Because who else are who else are we going to trade? The Spurs have a hard on for Sohan, so they're not going to trade him. Obviously, Wemby is the the cornerstone piece. Who is the tradable guy? Because I don't think Spurs fans want to get rid of the sell. Vassell is showing that he's a good player, and he has been showing this. Career-high 19 points per game. Sith. Keldon Johnson is your tradable asset, and you put him in the fucking doghouse at the end of February when you're like 36 games under 500. Don't tell me anymore that Pop is a good coach. Don't tell me anymore that they know what the hell they're doing. I don't want to hear it anymore. You guys are so out of your mind. If you're apologizing for this coaching staff, you are out of your mind. You, we're watching the same games. This record's not changing. The worst record in 51 years. My God. And you guys are still holding on to, well, Pop won the title in 99, 03, 05, 07, and 14. Well, it's been a decade. It's been a decade. Dude, come on, man. And we're still holding on to hope that Sohan is going to be like some sort of like savior. He's going to be some sort of all-star. Oh, my God. I hear that all the time, dude. John Hollinger has Sohan ranked as the 77th best forward in the NBA based on efficiency. He has missed 30 of his last 35 three-point attempts. He is down to 33.1 shooting from three this year, which still better. Field goal rating is oh god identical to last year 0.483 versus 0.84 oh my god oh Matt, my god Matt Lerma Mike's gonna give himself a heart attack it's all diet coke baby it's oh, all diet coke look at Christopher Leha shout out to you Matt Lerma and Christopher Leha uh Christopher Leha's what funny what's funny is everyone's just repeating the same shit just end the season already <laughs> no mommin let it go man dude if this season was a was a dog the vet would have put it down by now Oh my God! Just Wemby, Basel, <laughs> and everybody else gone. 
Oh, remember the movie Major League where they open up their locker? They have that red tag right there. I want red but, tags to everybody except for Wemby and Vassell. I do like this comment by Coach Gio. I don't live in San Antonio, so I'm not poor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't live in San Antonio either, man. I live in West Bear <laughs> County. That's why I can't vote. I, I can't. I can't run for mayor like people were asking the oh, other day. God, did you know what we're gonna do too? Since Chris is here in the chat, we're gonna go ahead and play his his little segment here. Give him a quick shout out. MCS General Contract. Well, before man. we before we get into that, uh, I actually have been in talks with Chris about and and here's the thing. Yeah, Chris and I go at each other on Twitter all the time. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's all love. Okay, it's all love. We we went to the Spurs game with you a few weeks ago. Yeah. MCS general contracting, I have a lot of faith in. They're going to be doing some resurfacing of my porch. Chris is going to be coming to my house this week, maybe even today, because I need a walkway done to the side of my house. I thought it was my dogs that destroyed it, but he pointed out to me, because I sent him a video, that it might have been the fact that I don't have gutters and that it might be rainwater that is washing away all the soil that's down there. So ah, instead of erosion, erosion. So instead of trying to replant grass out there, maybe I should just have a concrete patio or some sort of walkway that goes into my backyard. My goal is to have a country concert in my backyard this summer. My grass is starting to spread. And then I, I realize also that the 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 drop-off point from my porch to the grass is like two and a half feet. That's kind of a long drop to get down. So yeah. maybe I should get a landing of some sort to kind of get the easier way into kind of the grade, grass. Make the grade a little better. Yeah. You know? So let's go ahead and, play and show some love to MCS General Contracting. They do the job right. Diamond hard, baby. MCS General Contracting. More than 30 years of combined experience in concrete placement. They are the best in the business. Honest pricing. High quality work. They get going on house foundations, driveways, concrete patio decks. If you want to extend the deck, extend the driveway. If you're a business and you need to put together a slab, a parking lot, or other concrete placement services or sidewalks, reach out to MCS General Contracting at 210-774-9155. They're confident in their skills, so give Chris Leha over at MCS General Contracting a call at 210-774-9155. And thank you for being a sponsor of this show. MCS doesn't do it cheap. They want to do it right. Two different things. Man, Sith Elias is on one today, man. Look what he says. Can I go? I'll cover Toby Keith. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there, there, there you go. You know, it, it's, it's uh, interesting. I, my, my friend Michelle uh, is going out to, um, she's deploying with the Air Force. Yeah. And uh, her husband, Sean, threw her a party this weekend. And they had a country act that was performing in the backyard. And it was so cool, man. And I want to have a nice backyard to do certain things. They had the mariachis. If you want to show the, the video I have out here. Sure. So uh, go ahead and show that. That's my good friend, Michelle. She is deploying with the Air Force. And they had the mariachis out there early. But then at night, we all stood out there. And on the porch area, we had a country band perform a... Um, uh, a uh, a concert. They were singing a lot of George Strait songs. Uh, they had a really good Dwight Yoakam covers that they were doing out there. It was really good, man. So again, props to Sean and Michelle Quintero uh, for all that they do. And uh, yeah, shout out to your friend to Michelle as she goes out there. But it was great. 
uh, towards the end of the night, it got a little packed out there, man. It was good. It was yeah. good. Everybody comes out at night, you know? They yeah. A little bit of drinking. It was a nice night for hanging out. But I want to have a concert out there like that at my house. Nice. And my yard's basically about the same size as this one, but I, I need to have uh, a, a little different configuration. Maybe put up some uh, some bushes and stuff like that up against the windows and stuff like that. Making the house mine. Going through a divorce, that house is staying with me. I'm making it mine. Chris Leha. Hey, shout out to Chris Leha. Contracting. Man. $20. $20, chat. baby. He says, y'all support me. I support y'all the hardest concrete in the game, baby. The biggest and baddest decks you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you, Chris. And make sure you go give Chris a call if you need to go ahead and, you know, do anything when it comes to concrete. If you need to resurface concrete, if you need to go ahead and put a, a long deck yeah. in your backyard. And give Chris a call. People are asking, are they going to be invited? Dude, if you are taking part <clears throat> in this podcast, you're invited. You're invited. Yeah. You're invited. I will do the margarita machine and all <laughs> that stuff out there. Oh, I like the margarita machine, man. It'll yeah. get you in trouble, though. It will. It will. Now, uh, earlier, Leha, not Leha, Lerma was, was saying something. Well, what was he what saying? He up said, there? I don't know. But West Bear County. Whoa, <laughs> Most of us more poor. Not my side. I got nine hundred thousand dollar houses in my neighborhood. Mine's not nine hundred thousand, but those around me are. But um, you know, it's 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 funny because uh, Larry's been firing up those uh, Twitter spaces, man, and uh, I seem to be Good his job. muse these days. Oh God, uh, man, <laughs> I can't with the, some of these people in these Twitter spaces. Look, Twitter spaces is an avenue for everybody to have a voice, and you go out there and you say what you want to say. But but a lot of these Spurs fans are so upset with the way the season has gone that they can't let one person just have their, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Oh, what your opinion is dumb. It doesn't align with mine. Mine is better than yours. You don't know what you're talking about. But you know what? Nonetheless, yeah, it's an avenue for them to go ahead and discuss and bicker amongst themselves. But I'm just like, wow, man, it gets wild in there. I don't mind it at all, man. I, I, I don't mind it at all. So, Lerma, you do what you do, baby. I I, oh, yeah. I, I say with a bunch of love, dude. Yeah, Lerma, Lerma does great with the spaces. Keep that up, brother. Yeah. But it, it's it's just funny because, uh, you know, it's just, you know, we, we, we disagree with Pop when it comes to it all. Uh, but uh, Matt Lerma says we got millions of dollar condos here, bruh. Uh, I don't know what side of town you're, you're on. Uh, but my neighborhood, uh, you know, has Selena's widow, Chris Bettis, out there. Uh, it's funny. My neighborhood, when I bought my house, I bought my house for like 310 And now it's Back like in the day. It's now worth like five. Yeah. You know, but uh, the houses that are being built around me in, in, the, in the same neighborhood are amazing. They're I'm going to say this live right now. Matt, I'm going to get in contact with you this week. Because I want to do a joint spaces with them, maybe on this Friday when I'm off. Very After cool. we do our show, I want to do the joint spaces with Matt if he is available on Friday. Because I don't want to go ahead and impede what's going to happen with Rudy and their show in the afternoon. I'd like to do it in between that little segment of time that we have in between. And then go ahead and, of course, support my brother over here, Rudy Campos Jr. Yep. Make sure you guys go and watch Rudy. You watch Coach Gio and what they're doing over there with Sweep the League. Very informative takes when it comes to... Anything and everything that has to do with the world of sports, they go on in the afternoons, Monday through Friday, right here on the Alamo City Podcast Network from 2 to about 3.30, 3.15 p.m. Make sure you go and check them out. Give them some love. And like always, hit that subscribe button, baby. We're getting a, we right. need to get closer to 1,000. I want to see Mike go in the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Heather Thomas style. 
Spurs are one and seven on the rodeo road trip. Got one more game left. That is tomorrow night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They'll lose that game before coming back home on leap day, February 29th against the Oklahoma City Thunder. My friend Albert, by the way, was born on February 29th. So let me see here. This is like his 13th birthday. Oh, gosh. Look at Mario Cavazos, my neighborhood. My neighbor, we have million-dollar meth labs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cook, baby. It's time to cook. <laughs> you know, uh, I want to get into something that happened the other day on a, a college basketball game. I know March Madness is around the corner. Um, but there's a Duke basketball player that got hurt. And it was actually crazy. It was Kyle uh, uh, Filipowski. He's a center, seven-footer. Uh, most mock drafts have this guy going mm, top 10, top 12 in the NBA draft this season. Did you see him get hurt this weekend? Yeah, I did, man. That is crazy, dude. You know what? Do you have video? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. You know what else we need to get the video of? And we'll get into this a little later on. I know you were telling me you saw that cam video. Cam Newton. Yeah. yeah. We'll get yeah, into that. We'll get into that. Okay. Later. Okay. So this is the slow motion of what okay. happened. Let's put it out here. Crowd rushes the court oh, after Wake Forest no. beat Duke. And then he gets shoved. Look at this. Not oh. knees knocking, then gets pushed down. Did anybody help him? Nope. Nope. They need to, they need to stop this, man. Somebody's gonna really get uh hurt or killed when they do this kind of stuff because they just trample. The court, you know, they just go on there. And what happens if somebody falls underneath them and they're just going crazy? I mean, you're going to trample somebody to death. And I think the problem is, is that, you know, the Duke players and the coaching staff complained about this. And here's the, the full on scene going on where you have fans coming at it from both sides. Yeah, they, they need That's to stop crazy. that, man. Knocking knees when it comes to it all. And the thing about it is this. Look at that. They had to carry him off. And yeah, he reaches man. out on Twitter and says, this got to change. The head coach of Duke was, was pissed off. I bet. <laughs> and one of the reasons why he was pissed off was he was saying, why are y'all rushing the court? And he was, and he was going off and saying that, they're, that, that he has seen people rush the court even before the clock expires. And that it used to be Whenever you would have, um, uh, oh, they're talking about that, that female player earlier this week, that earlier last month, they got hurt. Oh, that Caitlin? Yeah. It used to be that they would give them 10 seconds. They would say, we've got 10 seconds for the players to get off the court. And then they could rush the the, the, the court. But what does that do to the court, too? I mean, if you got that many people just running just on the tramples court, it. it's going to mess it up. I don't know, man. Something's got to change. And this has got to be a a criminal aspect of things because that that right there as fun as that is and don't get me wrong i remember being 20 years old also and i wish i was went to a school that was good in sports right but there's something to be said about when to rush the court we have seen schools rush the court when they were ranked themselves if you're ranked 20th and you and you beat the 10th ranked team you don't rush the court you got to act like you've been there but this guy right here, question for you is this, Joe. This guy who's supposed to be in the top 10 or 12 in the draft, let's say that he's seriously hurt. Can he sue the school? That's, Can he sue Wake Forest University the gray area. and say, you guys are the reason why I dropped from 10th 
all the way to 25th or in the draft. If somebody gets a, a career-ending injury because of this. Yeah, Tim Gonzalez Allen says Tim uh, don't know if Flip is available for Wednesday's game against Louisville. Sad man. I mean, I understand the rivalries, right? Yeah. But but did did it seem <clears throat> as though these fans gave any craps about the players? They and and some shit. people are like, oh well, he 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 stretched out his leg, so it's his fault. Kyle Filipowski had every right to be on the court because he's a freaking player. He is. <laughs> he had he was the only person on that court right there, along with his teammates, the coaches, and the referees that were allowed on the court. And now he's being carried off the court because fans stormed it. Yeah. This needs to stop. This needs to be. How is it that it's even allowed? How do they not have enough security to make that happen? Do you think people can storm the AT&T Center slash Frostbank Center? I mean, the thing that I'm thinking of, what if somebody has nefarious intentions? You're storming the court. What if you have a weapon of some sort? Right. You know, what if something happens? I mean, that's the situation that you just don't want to come to. You want to avoid that, you know? Like, stop this. Drew Show reaches out and says that's called situational awareness. That players just need to stop and not move. Come on now. However, you should have to be banned from the facility if you rush the court ever. Um, now I understand what you're saying there, that that he needs to stop. I mean, hell, I I I referee basketball games where sometimes the players come to me and I just stop and I let them go around me or I let them yeah. run into me. But I mean, look, look at this real fast. It is stormed from all sides, not just one side of the court, second side of the court. They're coming diagonally. This needs to stop. Yeah, they don't they don't care. They don't care. But you know what? This this guy sues the school. They're going to start caring. I look at what they said here. Tim Gonzalez says, Flip woke up this morning with knee sore. Coach John Schneier. Shire. I guess know the time and place to do it. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> situationally, if you're going to do this, do it when it means something. Do it when you haven't yeah. beaten a school in 10 or 20 years. Do it when it's it's, it's it, this is the game making the final four. Yeah, you win the game and you move on to the the tourney. You know, wow, that's a great accomplishment. You know, it's just annoying. Well, here's the latest uh, uh, stats right now from our poll: is Keldon Johnson part of the Spurs' future? That we're running for you boys here that are in the YouTube chat with us. Seventy-eight percent say no. 22% say yes, that he is part of the Spurs future. Wow. Yeah, that's a it's a low number. That's a big number. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that high. I thought, oh, a lot of people would say, yes, he is part of the Spurs future. <laughs> a resounding 78% say no, he is not. By the way, Wake Forest has a record of 18 and 9. Why are you storming the court? Why are you storming the court? You're 18 and 9. Duke is 21 and 6. Like literally three games separated you guys over a 27-game season. You're going to be a four seed in the ACC tournament. Why are you storming the court? And you were the home team. Shouldn't you have won that game? Expectations, baby. Expectations. Uh, give me those numbers again in the poll. 78% say that Keldon Johnson is not going to be part of the Spurs' future. 22% say, yes, he will be part of the future. Do you think that maybe other teams know this? Do you think that if maybe the Spurs are trying to get Trey Young and the Spurs are like, hey, man, we've got a guy who's a five-year vet named Keldon Johnson, has a very manageable contract, and he won a gold medal, 
You want Keldon? And what are they going to say? Hey, didn't you guys bench him in February? Hey, look didn't at- you guys take him out for four? Just let him play four minutes because, quote unquote, he was making multiple mistakes yeah. consistently. Dude, they literally said that he is making the same mistakes repeatedly. And he's their best trade asset. That's not a draft pick. Look at what Morvey says here watching us on YouTube. He says, we should have stormed the floor when the Spurs beat the T-Wolves. I think that was their last one of their last <laughs> wins. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's a long time ago. Last time the Spurs won. Do you remember this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Matt, Matt Lerma, who's been my, my nemesis on, on Twitter spaces. I need him to answer this because I know he's listening because he's, he's commenting right now. Yeah. Matt, let me ask you a question. Since you've been my nemesis on Twitter Spaces, do you believe the Spurs hurt Keldon Johnson's trade value last night by benching him? By benching him and playing him only four minutes and coming out and saying, you know, he's having he's he's not correcting mistakes that he's consistently doing the same mistakes. <laughs> that would be interesting. Look at Chris Leha. We need Mike versus Matt ASAP. That could be a conversation we can be that can be had. And and for other people who are who are on our Twitter stream right now, do you think do you agree with me? Do you agree with me that the Spurs hurt Keldon's trade value last night? Because that's the first thing I thought of when I was when I when I saw this. First thing I saw I thought of. Call in Lerma. Well, you boys want to call in. I mean, this is something that we do have the capabilities to do. You see, the one thing that we do pride ourselves in doing here is we have the capability to do so many things. We haven't even scratched the surface. But if people do want to call in, maybe that's something we'll have uh, later on in the week. We'll give you all a couple minutes. Dave Otwater says he agrees with me. Drew Show says he agrees with me. Hey, Devin Vassell last night, 27 points on 10 of 19 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. Yeah, let's keep Vassell. He's he's an, he's an ideal number two or three. He's figuring it out how to play with with Wemby. I know there was that issue a few weeks ago when he didn't pass him at the end of the game. Matt Lambert reaches out and says the Spurs can't hurt his trade value any more than he already is by dipping in every step. Oh shit, dude, dude, you really went pop apologist on me on this. Just say it. Just say it, dude. Matt loves him some Coach Pop. Oh my goodness, man. Pop could be eighty-eight years old and be like, well, he did win the title in 03. Love you, Matt. <laughs> Look at Drew says, Joe Garcia, you used to run a call-in show, remember? I do remember. I remember. <laughs> we could get back to doing that again. That's all I'm saying. So um, here's the thing. Cam Newton, I wouldn't want to F with that guy. Some people f around and found out when it came to Cam Newton. Some of the best video, when I saw this happening and, the, and it was coming out on, on uh, Twitter, I thought it was fake. Drew asking me to unblock him. So if I run a Twitter spaces, he can see what's happening. I'll, I will unblock you, Drew. I will. Okay. So there was a seven on seven football event and Cam Newton was attacked by a handful of people. Jeez, and Cam Newton went full matrix and beat the crap out of everybody. I don't know if he was actually fighting. It seemed like he was trying to break up the altercation that took place right in front of this little canopy. Cause it was a seven on seven tourney, right? Yeah. So these these kids that are at this event, some of these kids are from like one of these premier uh, football things that they have, you know, 
and this is a seven on seven tourney. So there's a lot of kids that are participating, but the ones specifically that were in this altercation are from a prominently known, uh, like football thing that's going on here as far as tourneys go. Yeah. You know? So I don't know if he was actually throwing hands. It looked more like he was trying to push them apart, but either way, whatever he was doing, he, he held was, his own, whatever he was doing, he was winning. They okay? fucked around and they found out. <laughs> I am not going to be Cam Newton in a fiesta fight. Okay. No. If, if, if he wanted a, to, to throw down and, and throw hands at, at oyster bake, I would be one in one. Hey, the thing is, too, man, he did that wearing that hat, too, bro. Dude, it didn't fall it didn't off. Move. <laughs> it didn't fall off. But the thing was that he was also removed from it. Again, this was part of an invitation-only camp in the Atlanta area. Authorities, local police were called to the scene, but it seems like other people kind of just, like, uh, helped, helped settle the situation down. It could have been worse. But Cam Newton, 34 years old. Last played in the NFL yeah. back in 2021. Seth is saying the same thing. He says Cam was trying to break up a fight, and they turned on him. Jeez, <laughs> so, it's great video though. It is, man. It's almost as good as the video of those of those guys that were getting that were getting their ass kicked at the dock when when they when they racially attacked that one guy, and people were storming to come come to his come to his aid. One guy jumping off the boat to swim his way. That was the <laughs> best video of last year. But Cam Newton. Man, his Halloween, his Halloween uh, witch hat stayed on the entire time. Mario Cavazos says that's the wicked witch of the West hat. <laughs> oh, nice! Not the same thing. Look at he says. Chris Gonzalez says, "Too bad he couldn't, he couldn't beat the Broncos <laughs> in the Super Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Sid says that's low key Mike trying to defend his takes against the X verse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's low key. It's kind of high key. Oh man, Cam do uh, hey, no lies detected here. Chris Leha, Cam's a big mofo. They fucking around. <laughs> hey, if he wanted to start throwing some hands, man, he would have done some damage there. Yeah, dude. I just like how he just grabs those three guys. Yeah, they like nothing, dude. He's like, come here. Yanked one off. Oh my goodness. This is great video. Hey, one thing that we're gonna do World too star. right now is we're gonna go ahead and give a shout out to the Hefe himself. Daily Spurs content by none other than Jeff Garcia from the Locked on Spurs podcast. Locked on Spurs is your daily Spurs podcast hosted by Jeff Garcia, the lead Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Jeff has a healthy plethora of guests all the time on the Locked on Spurs podcast. You can also follow Jeff on threads at Jeff G Ken's 5 SA. You can also follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. So make sure you go ahead and give Jeff a follow, not only on threads and Twitter, but also on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Locked on Spurs. This is where you're going to be able to find the replay of the Locked on Spurs podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe and share. The money bag is Jeff money Garcia. Bags. You know, uh, this network represented a lot this week when it comes to Locked on Spurs because we have Rudy Compos Jr. is going to be on. I think you're on this I'm on week. today. You're on today. Rudy's yeah. on tomorrow. I think I'm on Thursday. Wow. So we are fully represented. Garrett from the Netherlands. Wow. Hey, Coming Garrett. out saying, I love Keldon, but after five years, you would expect he would constantly or consistently score 15 to 20 points per game. Garrett, do you know what this reminds me of a little bit? This reminds me of the treatment that Lonnie Walker got on his way out the door. Oh, and what did the Spurs get for Lonnie Walker? <laughs> Nothing. Because maybe we tr 
messed around with his trade value? Could it be? Well, I mean, to a case in point, I mean, Lonnie Walker, he hasn't been playing a you know great as of late. I mean, uh, but he's still year, a salvageable decent this year. He's still a salvageable player. It's like he's a good piece to have, you know, on your team coming off the bench, you know, with that second unit, you know? Lonnie Walker's done decent this year. He's had some injuries. He's over there with the Nets. Averaging 11.3 points per game, which you might look at that and go, oh, well, that's that's not that good. It's exactly what Sohan does. Uh, but he does it in fewer minutes. <laughs> so, you know, just, just throwing it out there. Uh, you know, one thing that we're going to get into, too, man, is that I threw this out there. And I said, what celebrity does Mike look like? Yeah, those were funny, though. And it's funny. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin the, the wheel in a little bit. And I put the celebrities that they said you look like. So let's see what this, the wheel of fate decides for you, Mike. All right. Before we get into that, talking about throwing hands. Oh, by the way, the Spurs, real fast. Uh, DraftKings uh, released their, uh, their latest rankings right now for NBA awards. And I noticed this morning that for NBA Defensive Player of the Year, Victor Wembanyama is 20 to 1 odds, which is the third best in the NBA. My question for this is this. If you look at who's above him, you've got Rudy Gobert, right? Who's who's the odds-on favorite to win? Does it hurt his ability? Because if you look at the top three, I'm, I'm looking at the top three right now on my Twitter account right now. Rudy Gobert minus 800 basically means that he has like a 90% chance of winning the, the defensive player of the year. He's a center. Jared Allen, the second best odds, is a center. Victor Wembanyama, third best odds, is a center. And they have Chet Holmgren at fourth, and then Bam Adebayo also tied for fourth. And look at Derek White at sixth. My question is this. When it comes to the all-NBA team, are they going to treat it as two bigs, or are they going to do it as a center? Because if Rudy Gobert is first team, but Wemby is third in votes, does Wemby get kicked to the second team? Or are they going to say, well, Wemby's more of a 4-5. We're going we're gonna to position him at the 4 in the All-NBA defensive team. Because one of the great stats, I believe they called stocks, which is a, it's a combination of steals and blocks. Wemby by far leads that category. Not even effing close. He's had more blocks, I think, was it last week, I think, than most uh, NBA teams have had. You know, it's like, man, Wemby is really putting up some numbers, man. He mm -hmm. had that five by five game against the Lakers over the weekend. And he's doing it consistently. One of the yeah. things that we're noticing about Wemby is that even his bad games are pretty good. Yeah. He's like the pizza of the NBA. He scores 16 even when bad, points. He's good. 16, 19 points is like, eh, it was an off night for Wemby. But it's like you look at his stat line, you're like, hey, kid's doing great. Chris Lehouse saying Wemby has more blocks than some NBA teams this year, which is effing wild. Jeez, that's what I'm saying, man. The kid is unreal. You know what? LeBron James even said after the game, he's like, man, that's a that's a special kid right there. Yeah. You know? Uh, Drew Show with the $5 uh, tip here says, uh, Jimenez looks like a Latino Kevin James. <laughs> if Kevin James <laughs> is on the list, all y'all just trying to hurt Mike's feelings. Now go get your Leah Remini. <laughs> you know what's funny here? Jason Garcia says, Mike looks like a Hispanic Ricky Lake. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but uh, Ricky Lake was a big deal about 20 years oh, ago. Yeah, man. That's hysterical. 
uh, last night. Let's talk about last night because I was at RCW Wrestling. Oh, my. Which God. was great. And here's video of the claw. The Von Eric boys won last night. I mean, come on. They're not going to win with the claw. That's iconic for them, man. It was RCW's 22nd birthday party. They started out with mariachis on the, uh, in the ring. Big old cake out there. They had eight fights. Sold out crowd. It was over by uh, Ingram Park Mall area. Did you get to meet Mr. Oliver? I didn't meet anybody over there. And in fact, Carolina Teague, who was emceeing the event, our good friend at Carolina Teague, uh, was basically saying that uh, she wanted me to stop by afterwards, but she was doing her thing. And she's fans, busy, yeah. Fans are, were were, uh, were all over her and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like back out and just take off. Uh, but it was fun, man. I, I, I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, although whenever I go see it live, I do enjoy myself. And this was great, man. This was great. And then when the Von Erics came out, everyone started chanting, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. It's a good time at RCW. I've been to the uh, matches before, and uh, we had a great time. The next one, by the way, is going to be on St. Patrick's Day. Is that on a Saturday? What day is that? Uh, I'm not sure. If it's but on here, a Saturday, we should go. But here's our girl CT making the announcement. What was so funny was that whenever they were announcing, they were jumping up and down. Notice how she jumps, how she jiggles up and down. If I win, hate to say it that way, but that's just what's going on. Look, look. See, that guy just jumps up and She's down. Moving. And the whole thing just starts shaking. I think if I went, I'd probably heckle her just to have fun with her. <laughs> no, that's our girl. She was looking beautiful out there doing her thing. That was amazing. Now, uh, they said, admit it, CT big broed you. She big timed you. <laughs> yeah. uh, talking about uh, getting my own uh, remedy, uh, Callie in the red and black stole my heart yesterday. I was cheering her on. Which one? The one in the red? The one in the red. Oh, God. She did this move where somebody was on the, the turn. The, what was it called? The turn belt, belt or whatever? Oh, the Cholas came out. The Cholas came out. That's what they call themselves. The Cholas. This is such great video. Callie a little thick. BB Rexa? BB Rexa-ish. <laughs> there was a point where um, she sat on somebody's face for a second, like one of the fighters. God. And some guy in the crowd's like, I'm next. <laughs> you see, and that's give that man a shirt. It's Marbach nice. <laughs> yeah. So was she hot? She was Marbach hot. Oh, she God. Marbach nice. They're talking about the mariachis. I said you had to listen to them back to back days. And then Elias <laughs> says Mike wanted them deported. God, man. Look at look at look look at this look at this look at this a little junk in the trunk there. Oh, it was great, and the interaction that these wrestlers had with the crowd was amazing. I like, I don't know. Someone would say boo to somebody, and one of the wrestlers would look back and go, "You shut up." It, it, it reminded me of uh, the movie. Uh, oh, my movie was that uh, role models. You shut up, whore. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. But Callie, I'm, I'm going to show this move one more time. Our girl Callie with the throat punch. And I like this move right here. I like this move. This was my favorite move of the night or one of them. <laughs> I was sitting third row excited, getting oh, hot and bothered. <laughs> Your nephew's all, Mike, Mike, don't bother me, kid. Demon, <laughs> Demon uncle. 
Don't bother me, kid. But again, uh, <laughs> RCW's uh, next uh, event's going to be March 17th on St. Patrick's Day. Me and my nephew out there grabbing drinks. By the way, we had uh, three slices of pizza and four cocktails for 30 bucks. Not bad, dude. It was like $32, something like that. That's cheap. Not you bad. You can't buy that. You can't buy all that food at the Spurs game for that much. And insult to injury, right? As bad as the Spurs season is, Guess what they're doing now to the Spurs fans? They announced that they are going to be increasing their ticket prices. For what? <laughs> For what? Y'all don't have anybody on that team worth a damn beyond Wemby. You're going to have another losing season if, unless you go and pick up somebody in the offseason and you're going to increase ticket prices. I'm calling my Spurs rep up today and say, you know what? Cancel my season ticket plan. For next year, I'm fucking done with this. You're not the only done. Person, you're not the only person thinking that, man. Because um, oh, by the way, I have a blocker on your computer over here. It's really pissing me oh, off. Oh God, again? Yeah. So no, if you can come help me with with this, um, yeah, I I don't know how you do that. How do you go and justify with an 11 and 47 season, the worst record in 51 years? You're gonna try to justify having such an increase in prices for season tickets it's ridiculous i don't get it i don't i would i'm having a hard time even paying for the bally app right now i'm so mad at the spurs right now so mad uh tim gonzalez asking the question was she a nugget was callie a nugget callie was a um a marbach nugget a mugget if you will Edmund Ortiz says, loves RCW, just reminds us of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling days. Jonathan C. saying, people just want to watch Wemby. Makes sense. David Atwater said, super fan Mark Brunette canceled his season tickets as well. Well, he canceled them for another reason, because he got tired of the Spurs coming at him for anything and everything he was posting. So, <laughs> yeah, he's just gotten tired of the bullshit. And you know what? I think as Spurs fans... We're just getting tired of the product that's out there on the court. Do better. Okay, so let's take let's go back to two box real fast if we can. Yeah. Um. So the question becomes of like skipping steps. You know, I, I've been an advocate of skipping steps, and what I mean by skipping steps, because we hear that all the time. Pop says it all the time. We can't be skipping steps. We can't be st skipping steps. A, a nice reminder that Pop has never led a rebuild. He's been with this team for twenty eight years. Has never led a rebuild because he, he, he inherited a 50 win team that got Tim Duncan. Well, before they got Tim Duncan, what was their record? He wasn't the coach, no, but I'm saying before they got Tim Duncan, they, they were, were like they were 20. No, they were 50 win teams. No, 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 before they got Tim, they, they, they tanked because Robinson and Elliot got hurt. Exactly, they tanked for Timmy, right? They got Tim. Then what happened? They, they drafted Tim Duncan, he came on board. And I think it was that season is finally when Pop said, I'm the captain now. Yeah, he did. You know, but but it wasn't a rebuild. Yeah. Well, he missed it by one season. <laughs> no, he, he was there. He was there. He was uh, he was on the yeah. on the raw on the staff. He was he an was assistant coach? Assistant, assistant to uh, Larry. No, it wasn't Larry. It was somebody well, he else. was he was instead of a Larry Bob Hill. Yeah. But then Bob he became Hill. GM and he kind of took the crown and put it on himself, yeah. which which, you know, we're, we're glad that he did. But that was a 50-win team that lost its superstar and lost its other all-star. And then they decided in February, we're just going to tank the rest of the way, which was the right thing to do. 
Not going to complain about that. Oh, God. Matt they got Lerma. Duncan. Y'all going to regret not having your tickets anymore when the Spurs start winning. Matt, come on, brother. The Spurs are not going to have a winning season at least, at least two, three years from now. Well, I mean, I and, mean and, come on. And this is this is part of it is, is asking the question, what are the Spurs going to do? Because everyone keeps asking the question, well, define what skipping steps means. Skipping steps basically means doing something with the roster other than saying we're just going to build off of it. We're just going to just draft and we're going to we're going to build through the draft because it has to be a lot more than that. It has to go after star players. You have to go after a Trey Young. You have to go after a Cade Cunningham. You have to go after. So if, if they go after a player like that, that is a skipping of a step. Because they're not developing somebody, they're getting somebody who's already developed. Yeah. That is a skipping of a step. Another skipping step is, you know what? Maybe have a different coaching chain, head <laughs> head of the snake, if you will. But if the Spurs are going to go out there and and trot out there a lineup of Wemby, Vassell, Sohan, Keldon, Zach Collins next year. And they don't bring in anybody significant behind it. They're going to win 25 games. And Wemby's, and Wemby's going to be amazing throughout it all. They're going to win 25 to 30 games because this is not a winning team. We do not have winning players. We don't have any efficient players out there. The only efficient players that we have out there are Wemby and Vassell. Everybody else is incredibly inefficient. Zach Collins, man, is my least favorite. Zach Collins player literally on went a month without making a three pointer. That boy is Booty Crumbs. I made that nickname for him, Booty Crumbs Collins, mm -hmm. and I'm sticking with and it. And he's man. living up to it. Uh, Vassell finally playing playing at a high level right now, playing at an extremely high level, showing that he can be. If if he if he needs to understand, he's the second banana to this team, and I think he's finally figured out that part of it. it took a while. But he finally figured it out. Keldon inconsistent. Sohan extremely inefficient. Trey Jones too short to, to guard any guards out there, the, the star point guards. The Spurs really need to get Wemby, Vassell, and blow it up. Look at this, Sith. He says if the mighty ducks could do it, we can too. Yes. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna get him. We're just gonna be we're just gonna improve because we're staying together for five, six, seven, eight years. We're they're just gonna, gonna improve. They're gonna go out there and do the flying V. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Triangle. Oh, come on. Man. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. But oh, uh, that might need to be a Friday. Oh, man. Friday thing. I don't know, man. You, you're you going to shit on that movie. Drew, Drew Show says, Show. Bob Bass built the team. Pop stole from Bob Hill. Facts. Charles Noni Smith was GM. Pop's uh, big acquisition. Facts. It reminds me of um, a, a story that I saw the other day where people were giving Mark Jackson a lot of love. You know, Steve Kerr is going to be a Hall of Famer for being a head coach, right? For leading the dynasty that's the Golden State Warriors. Who created that team? And people are going back in time and going, you know what? That was Mark Jackson's team. Mark Jackson was the one who put together Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Mark Jackson was the one who said, these guys are going to be the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. Y'all don't think it's going to work together, but this is what's going to work. Mark Jackson did that. Kerr Steve Kerr in. comes in, wins the title. John Gruden in the NFL, Chucky, before he got canceled, John Gruden was living off of the Super Bowl that he won in the early 2000s. He didn't create that team. He took Tony Dungy's team. Tony Dungy's, Dungy's team, which had made the playoffs, he took it to the Super Bowl. And it wasn't because he added a little bit something. 
because it was a good team to begin with. They're already giving you shit. They're like, stop the show. Did Mike say he never saw Mighty Ducks? And then never saw Mighty Ducks, but I will say this though. I believe it stars Emilio Estevez because I, I I pick I see the, the photo. Yeah. One of my favorite movies growing up was Young Guns. Hey, I like both of them. One and two. One and two. They were two great, was man. good. They were great. Two was good too. You know what? It was good because the actual lead characters, they wanted up dying. Yeah. And I think that's what makes a great movie. I mean, Charlie better, Sheen dies man. in the first five minutes. Yeah, man. It's like they're it's good because it's like, oh, these these uh characters can't get touched. Yeah. No, they can and they die. Now back know? in the day over there, I mean you go to that movie, uh Kiefer Sutherland was really good. Oh yeah. Lou man. Diamond Phillips. Then you have the the whole spiel, the whole line that turns into regulators by Warren G and Nate Dog, you know? Yeah. Can't be some geek off the street. I know how to handle the steel. Yep, look regulators it, so. mount up. Look at James Molina says, Yep, Steve Kerr inherited mm -hmm. a good team. Sis saying Young Guns is iconic. You know, there's such great movies from the early 90s when I first started watching movies, you know, because I was in high school. I'd go to my friend's house and it would be a blockbuster night. One of my favorite movies growing up, which was remade 25 years later, yeah. was a movie called Flatliners. Oh, I remember that one. That was with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon, and also with um, with uh, Julia Roberts. You know what? Let's go ahead and put that little bump in there. I, I That uh, entertainment bump entertainment uh, really bump? gets me going. Go get it, man. Let's get it. It's not really an entertainment segment, but we are reminiscing. And I was thinking about these old movies from the from the early 90s, right? And I saw this article the other day. It was actually a TikTok. And it was going back in time. And it was talking about some of the greatest movie scenes of all time. And were you a big fan of A Few Good Men? I liked it. I watched it. But it's not like it's a movie that I'm going to keep watching, you know? So the, the iconic scene is of, and I'm, I'm posting it right now. The iconic scene is the courtroom scene put it in there. from A Few Good Men. There you go. Jack Nicholson. A well, young go, Jack Nicholson. Well, youngish. <laughs> a middle-aged Jack Nicholson. Still had the season tickets to the Lakers, by the Still way. Still had some of his hair. Uh, going toe to toe with Tom Cruise, and the, such a st star-studded movie that this was with Demi yeah. Moore and Kevin Bacon and Kiefer Sutherland, and you know the whole thing about you can't handle the truth, right? You know, I'm gonna fast forward to that part right there. Yeah, Demi Moore looking hot, bro. Oh, she was a nugget back in the day. But someone posted posed the question: Was Jack Nicholson great in this scene because he's great, or was he great in the scene? Because Tom Cruise was just as great, and they had to one-up each other. And I hadn't thought about that, because is Jack Nicholson as good in this scene if this is Robert Downey Jr. acting? If this is Kevin Bacon acting? No. I, I finally realized that that might actually be true. That Colonel Jessup here was probably good because Tom Cruise brought his A-game too. This is one of the most iconic scenes of the 90s, A Few Good Men, a great, great, great line. Star-studded cast. Oh, man. I love the, do you understand? Are, are we clear? Crystal. Yeah. And when Tom Cruise starts mocking him, you said that, uh, you know, people don't follow orders. People die. People lose their lives. Oh, God. Elias. Sith Elias coming out saying Debbie Moore and Striptease. 
had my 12 year old Sith feeling things in my pants. Uh, okay, so Demi Moore. This is a, this is a good poll question. Demi Moore in striptease, or that girl from uh, Showgirls from Saved by oh, the Bell, Elizabeth Berkley. Elizabeth Berkley. Yeah. Demi Moore's still hot, bro. Damn. Yeah, Demi Moore in that scene. I mean, don't get me wrong. Elizabeth Berkley was doing some like dirty ass things on that pole. Yeah, you know they had a they had a Windex that thing when she was done with it, man. <laughs> oh God. Great scene. Hey, but you know what? Since we are on the topic of celebrity news, we got to go ahead and I think it's time to go ahead and unveil this, the, the wheel. The wheel of fate. Okay, let's do it. So let's go ahead and share it there. So there's the wheel of fate. Everybody has went ahead and gave us some, some celebrities that they think you look like. Okay. We have Gabriel <laughs> this Iglesias. Is this is great. Ted from Meatballs. I, oh, Ted from Meatballs. I got to look that one Chesperito. up. Horatio Sanz, George Zimmerman. I got to say, this one was pretty damn close. And Nacho Libre. So we're going to let this, the wheel of fate decide who does Mike look like? Who's your celebrity doppelganger? So here we go. Here's the spin. George Zimmerman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, first of all, fuck George wow. Zimmerman. All right. Let's, let's just. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and put that out there. George Zimmerman uh, killed, gunned down somebody simply because he was afraid of him. Was it wasn't he jogging in the neighborhood or something like that? And and George Zimmerman was like, "Oh yeah, well I was patrolling this area, even though he didn't live in that area. It was basically a racial shooting, and he got off on it because, well, that's just how society works in a very racial part of the country." Uh, I mean, George Zimmerman, fuck him. But I, you know what? <laughs> There's a resemblance. He looks like a, like a cousin of mine. I mean, I have cousins who look like him. So I'm not wow, saying that I look like man. him. I'm saying that if his last name was Jimenez, I'd believe it. Wow, bro. I mean, it was less like a hair over. You would have been Horato Sanz. Do you know? Do you know why people say that? Is because whenever he goes out and and you, you see all these photos of George Zimmerman, George Zimmerman is always in a suit because he was on he was in court you know <laughs> and you guys see me all dressed up and all that stuff oh, look you're showing the 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 website oh now. yeah here's, the, here's the, website. the website alamo city podcast network.com yeah go check it out come check it out so uh demon mike time do we we need to have a uh a bump for demon mike oh god we do well i'll have to work on something man but i know the peeps they just love the wheel man the wheel of fate you know yeah <laughs> so we're gonna do more stuff with the wheel man so uh, we can show the screen. Sure. I introduced my nephew to Van Halen's Hot for Teacher yesterday. And it was because I was uh, on Spotify streaming some music and a Van Halen song came up. So I was telling my nephew about David Lee Roth versus Sammy Hagar and how when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Van Halen had two lead singers that were inducted because Van Halen with Hagar was good. Van Halen with David Lee Roth was epic. And we were talking about Eddie Van Halen and how great of a guitarist he was and all that stuff. And I mentioned that there's so many great and iconic songs of Van Halen. But when it came to Hot for Teacher, it was the iconic video for me because although I didn't watch a lot of TV growing up, every once in a while, I would sneak in a little bit of MTV viewing. And this video will forever have my heart. 
because I was around these kids' ages when I was watching this video back in the mid-80s, right? I was I was in elementary school, middle school, whatever the case may be. And I was telling my nephew, they would never make a video like this ever again, where the kids are in black and white. The band members have like their alter ego, which is the younger version of themselves. Michael Anthony, Eddie Van Halen, uh, Alex Van Halen, David Lee Roth. And then you have Waldo. Waldo. <laughs> you know, and I was telling my nephew, Waldo was kind of like the name that you would give the, the nerd. You know, yeah. it was like, and he's like, and the mom at the beginning of the video was like, I hope you make some friends this year, Waldo. And then what are the teachers going to look like this year? And here they come out. These models coming out. These teachers are, you know, coming out in their bikinis and whatnot. David Lee Roth doing an epic job singing. And then you see these, these smoking hot teachers. I know they're actresses and whatnot. But it's just kind of the fantasy that goes on with this. I love this video. Great video. You could never do this video. You cannot have a band come out right now in the year 2024 and say we're going to do the video. And oh my God, the dance. The I got it bad. I got it bad. I got it bad. I'm hot the teacher dance. I'd be lying if I didn't say that me and my friends didn't do this dance no. and, and rehearse this whole thing. I wasn't the one doing the split, by the way, though I was skinny. Oh, come on. He meant was skinny you in were high school. Skinny, dude? Yeah, dude. Like, was... how skinny were you, man? Probably 80 pounds less than what I am now wow. in high school. Dude, I played high school tennis. I was I was a skinny dude. You know, we all we all get our dad bods later on oh, in life. Yeah, dude. That's the, the love weight, brother. Oh, wait, here comes another teacher. Here comes another teacher. Okay, my mind you, not only is this video weird in today's standards, but the extras are all like 12. Oh god, man. <laughs> like you couldn't have this happen like ever a strip club, again. Strip club in the in the classroom. Mario Cavazos coming out saying that's a badass video. <laughs> <laughs> Hopper teacher played in varsity blues. That's <laughs> what oh, uh, Chris Gonzalez says. Now the best part of the video, aside from the hot chicks who are by the way now 70 years old, um, is Eddie Van Halen's solo midway through the song. That is the most epic solo ever. I got to find it real fast. Let's see here. Oh, it's, it's got to be coming up because we haven't seen it yet. David Lee Roth was such a badass. But look at this is a this visual of him going up and down the tables across the, the, the library was so great. So great. Eddie Van Halen, a rock god. I know Alex was good and Michael Anthony was good and David Lee Roth was good. But, dude, this band is all about Eddie. And when the band flipped because they got tired of David Lee Roth and went to Sammy Hagar, the band was still good. It was different. There's some people who are like, no, they're pro Eddie. I mean, pro, uh, pro David Lee Roth. Some are pro Sammy Hagar. I love them both. Love them both. Let's take a look at our poll numbers here. So. We can only show so much of the video because YouTube's going to get all mad at us. Okay. But is Keldon Jensen part of the Spurs future? Is the poll that we put up here in the YouTube chat for all the listeners or for the viewers, should I say? And 81% say he is not part of the Spurs future. 19% say yes, he is. And I know how Matt Lerma voted. He was one of the 19 percenters. Oh, I mean, he thinks that Pop is doing the right thing, you know, benching a guy. Five years into his career with the uh, Spurs, who happens to be the highest paid player, uh, ruining his trade value, if he had any trade value. He did have trade value. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have trade value now. What I am saying is that it took a hit. 
That's a self-inflicted wound. And then it'd be talking shit about him at the end of the game, post-game, which he didn't even talk because apparently he was ill. Oh, and, yeah, Coach Pompolis. Yeah, and um, I'm ill, too, because the Spurs are 11-47, and 47, and we have a generational talent who might win Defensive rookie uh, Player of the Year who's going to win Rookie of the Year, and the Spurs are going to have the worst record of all time. And there are people who are there like, I'm still with you, Owapul. I'm still with you, Coach Pop. Dude, his best days are behind him. Pop's best days are behind him. They're not ahead of him anymore. And the whole situation of, well, he's trying to get the team to a certain spot so that he can leave. No, no. We got it from here. Because it can't be any worse. And you can't tell me that Becky wouldn't have had a better record with this team. She might have actually had this team maybe flirting with the playing. I agree. You know, that would have been exciting for Spurs fans. And to top it all off, it would have been groundbreaking, you know, as a first female NBA head coach, you know, making history. And there are certain players out there, certain former coaches right now uh, that the Spurs could tap into if you want to get somebody who has the Spurs background. Oh, okay. He said no. He says, I'm not a delusional Spurs fan. Okay. I thought he was going to vote yes. Yeah, Mitch Johnson did the presser last night. Um, you know, you have Mike Budenholzer who's out there. Budenholzer got fired by the Bucks. won an NBA championship with Giannis. You've got Will Hardy, 36 years old, who's still available. So, actually, Will Hardy was uh, with the Jazz. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking about somebody else. But you know, if you look at Coach Bud, I find it interesting that he hasn't been hired by anybody. I mean, who's going to want to hire him right now? I mean, the thing is that they don't get Coach Bud a, a chance, right? But they sure as shit give Doc Rivers, you know? And what is Doc showing you what he knows how to do? Sure knows how to go and lose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to get you to the playoffs, but I ain't going to get you to the promised land. That's the best I got for you. Yeah. You know, and then when he was part of the Clippers, what happened? part of the meltdowns you know like mm-hmm. yeah i think doc's shown shown his cards you know but but i think if another team gave him a chance he might be able to you know at least sure that team up maybe get him first round second round of the playoffs i confuse will hardy with quinn snyder by the way oh quinn snyder's still around dude. yeah james borrego yeah. as well um it's frustrating man as a spurs fan it, it it's frustrating because I don't see any hope with Pop there. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I don't. Again, how many how many rebuilds have they done in twenty eight years? Zero. How many players? How many coaches keep their job after five straight losing seasons and having the worst season of all time in franchise history? I mean, it just doesn't happen, and people are still holding on to hope that it's going to change. Spurs need to skip steps by trading for a star player. Like Mario Cavazos. I want Manu to be the next. Everyone else can suck it. <laughs> I don't know if Manu would be a great coach or not. I don't know. I, think, I, I mean, think out of the big three, Tony would, would have been the coach. Uh, Tony's too much of a dick to be a coach. Good coach. I think Manu is more of the teacher. You know, he has that in him. And I think he's interested in doing something like that. But right now, I think he's spending that time with his family because let's face it, as an NBA player, you know, Manu, he's missed a lot of those opportunities to watch his children grow up. And now he's spending time with them, you know? Who made this last comment here? Because I can't see. Oh, it was Matt. Uh, sorry, he, uh, he had covered it up. 
Uh, he's doing one rebuild, Mike, not zero anymore. Uh, Matt, uh, when you are losing more than the year before, when you've gone from 22 wins to this year projected 16, you're not doing a rebuild. You're crumbling. Doing a rebuild means that you're having some sort of success with that rebuild. He hasn't done a rebuild. He has taken this plane and crashed it into the ground. Look at what Van Steen. Van Steen says he says only Wemby can dictate who he wants to coach. Right. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. You know, I was on uh, YouTube yesterday and was going through various shorts and stuff like that. By the way, we're doing a good job getting shorts out there. Thank you so much, Joe. I say, I say we're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. I just come over here and flap my lips for an hour and 15 minutes. You, you do the rest of it. Uh, was asking the question about why certain players fell in the draft. It was a great uh, video that I saw. And it was about Luka Doncic. And it says, if you go back in time, do you think that there's still a stigma when it comes to international players? Because when Luka Doncic came out five or six years ago, I think it was 2018 draft, if I'm not mistaken, he fell in the draft, even though he was the most highly decorated young player in European history. But people still valued college play more than they did the international play. I think it's flipped. I think right now I would be more apt to want to go after that Serbian guy, that French guy, than I would be that guy from Wake Forest or Duke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you, man. I think the stigma is right now American players just aren't it. Well, it's just, you know, over in the other parts of the world, I mean, they've just caught, they got caught up. You know, they caught up to, to America, and it used to be the pinnacle you know, of basketball. Now you have all these international players and the game is just so broad now. It's ever spreading everywhere mm -hmm. else. I mean, it's a good thing for the league, you know, that a lot of other, uh, let's say, foreign countries are so adamant and have a passion for basketball. It helps the league overall as well. You know, one of the things that I just saw right now on the X, Clutch Points went ahead and tweeted this out. I retweeted this, by the way, as well. Mm -hmm. Most blocks in the month of February. And check this out. Portland Trailblazers, as a team, they have 30 blocks. New York Knicks have 35. So do the Sacramento Kings. Chicago Bulls have 36. Los Angeles Clippers have 37 blocks for the month of February. Detroit Pistons, they have 37 blocks for the month of February. Victor Wembenyama, by himself, 38 blocks <laughs> in the month of February. The kid has more blocks than these other teams that I just I just named. That is amazing. That's and, wild. And that is why the idea of him winning Rookie of the Year has gone from being only a 25% chance, which is what he was at January 1, to now over an 88% chance as of today. Victor Wembanyama, by far, far and away, the best rookie this year. Before we go, I want to thank everybody out there, out there in Twitter land and Spurs Twitter and all you guys for the the concern that you all had for my health God. and my toenail. That thing is dead, bro. It's not dead. That sucker's growing that like sucker crazy. Dead. <laughs> so I went to get a pedicure. Are you showing the picture with a friend of mine? And we were talking about God. 
I took a photo of my of oh, my toe, and man, people started bro. to zoom in. So this girl Amy, who was uh, doing my uh, pedicure, Poor Amy. Uh, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. Pedicures are amazing. Who did you go with? Was it your boy? Uh, no, I went with my, my friend Mai. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so we were um, my friend Myra and I went out there, and uh, it was funny because the foot. I have nine really good toenails. But I got one wonky one. So the one wonky one that I have is my big toenail, my big toe. The reason is, is that about six months ago, I stumped, I stumped it on some furniture, and it broke in half. Mm. So when it broke in half, I was basically without a, without a toenail. It grew back ingrown, and it's a little bit wonky. So for those of you who say that it's dead, no, this sucker's growing. There's a reason why I went out there. Uh, Elias says he started the, it looks like a fungus toenail. No, it's all ingrown. It says spray some Windex on that bad boy. The thing is, it's going to get better. It's going to get better because it looks a lot better now than it did two months ago. You should have told the ladies just to cut that sucker off, bro. Like, No, it'll 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 make its way out. It's like hair. It'll just grow out. I, sh I was talking with Jeff, full disclosure here, and I said, bro, do you see the picture Mike put up? And Jeff's response, cook. <laughs> <laughs> Drew shows saying Mike needs to get some house slippers, prevent the bumping of toes. Oh, man. No, I, I, I stubbed it on uh, the edge of the bed. You know, middle of the night, got to go take a piss. <laughs> just stumping on the bed. I like this one. My, this is the tweet, man. This is the, the comment, man, right here. Tall tale, day. tall tale of how Mike toe died, died. <laughs> it's still alive the sucker's growing man it's oh, growing man. i lost my lunch already neglect malerma you just gonna <laughs> let mike cook you midtown say mike kicked his dog <laughs> <laughs> but by the way you know, we had a great time out there getting our our pedicures on uh beyond them just having uh getting pedicures i was also uh they served us up out some alcohol man you know a lot of I had uh, two cocktails while I was there, but it was a good fun hour and a half or so. I told some 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 friends that I wanted to get pedicures, and one took me up on the offer, so it was good. Oh, God. They're in the comments already just laughing and everything. That was me posting that Michael Jordan meme of him laughing. Yeah. When Elias says that that's fungus <laughs> toenail, I was like, bro. I, I am proud of the fact that so many people that follow this show that did the poll we're okay with pedicures for men. It was like 80% were like, yeah, damn straight. I told my friend Sean about this. So I was like, hey, Sean, you want to go to pedicure? And, uh, you know, I think I've even seen Rudy J post a picture or two of him getting a pedicure. I think. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And you're getting drunk while doing it. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, look, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Pedicure probably costs 50 bucks, right? Plus tip, right? Let's just call it 65, 70 bucks, right? Yeah. If in that whole time you're getting three drinks in you, it kind of makes it it's 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 making the price, the, the price point value go down, you know, yeah. in a good way. Matt Lerma says uh, if Mike does actually want to debate, we can see who a who a chef and who a side dish. Oh, God. I'm dude, I'm the main course. Chris Gonzalez, Toby Bryant in the chat. Oh, <laughs> what movie was that from? What he goes, Toby Bryant. Uh, what is that from? Oh my! I know. I've heard of that Let's one see. before. It's um, 
Oh, what comedian was that? Toby Bryant. I don't remember. I pictured the scene, dude. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I I know it's from a movie or, or from something. Uh, but uh, man, that's been fun. No, I had a great time out there. That was out in Stone Oak. That's where the people do it. As a chef, I get manicures from time to time. We have to keep my hands clean. Oh, there you go, man. Chris Leha, if you are listening, my man, MCS General Contracted, I will be home from noon on. Come on by. Give me a quote. Don't make fun of the erosion going around in my house on the side of it. I don't have gutters, but apparently I need to get them. This is going to be the rebirth of Michael Jimenez this year, and it all starts with the house. Again, the show is available now for audio stream only on our website, alamocitypodcastnetwork.com. We're taking the show on the road in three weeks. We're going to have this show in Las Vegas because it's going to be the start of March Madness. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Uh, one before we go, let's go to the last. Oh, Sith Elias says it's Chris Rock and grownups. That's right. He's talking about uh, his mother-in-law calling her Toby Bryant because she had these these wonky ass feet. That's funny, dude. Toby Bryant in the chat. Yeah, that's great. Hey, you know what? I forgot to go ahead and play. We have a video that I recorded with my boy Benjamin Bornstein last week. Yeah. So we're going to play that in tomorrow's show, Tuesdays with Teague. And he was talking to me about some prospects that we need to keep an eye on. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. And Sith is asking Leha to free my dog Duncan while, while he's there at my house. God. Brutal. Let Duncan go. <laughs> We're an hour 20 in, which means my lunch break is over. Yes, sir. Hope everybody has a fantastic Monday. Uh, hope everyone's wearing short sleeves and, sh and shorts like I am because it's getting up to 90 degrees today in the middle of February. Insane. Go Spurs, go. One more game in the rodeo road trip tomorrow, Minnesota, before they come back home against OKC on the 29th. Tomorrow, Tuesdays with Teague. Join us tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Garrett, it's almost nap time, dude. It's time for night night <laughs> over there in Europe. Thanks for watching from uh, across the pond, my man. Everyone have a great day today. See you, boys.